Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you for downloading this episode of We Got This with Mark and Hal. It's Hal here. This show was recorded live in Philadelphia as part of the Philly Podcast Fest. We were so excited to be there. We were so excited to have a crowd there to experience the show, and we hope you enjoy it. If you do and you haven't done this yet, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and a review. Those reviews are important. The more of them we get, the closer we get to actually having We Got This official merchandise available all the time in addition to that really cool poster that you can find in the Max Fun store. But for now, please enjoy this episode of We Got This with Mark and Hal. Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Clean Slate 13. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. What's up, Philly? Hello. Holy moly. Wow. Wow, there's so many of you, I can't even see a single face. Philadelphia. Philadelphia freedom. I thought that the Eagles Super Bowl parade was a large turnout. And yeah, but this turns out we got this with Mark and Hal. Yeah. Um, thank you for coming to the show, everybody. Uh, we are here today to settle some disputes, some things that people may have argued about online, maybe things that people have made arguments out of. Uh, we are here to provide objective answers to subjective questions. That's Isn't right. that right, Hal? That is correct, Mark. And, and we are here in your hometown. We are here, the the place of my birth. Yes. Where my heart still lives. Well, beats like but the wait. Declaration of Independence did. But I live in LA where you are. Yeah. But your heart beats here? Yeah, that's right. That hurts. That's why I'm dead inside. <laughs> my heart is wait, here. Did you just blame you being dead inside on the fact that I live in LA near you? Pretty much. All right. And and also that my heart is kept in a box under Reading Terminal Market. Ooh. That's fun. That's a fun I fact. I like their produce. You can hear it beat when you get a roast pork sandwich from Denix. Oh, I do love uh, a roast pork sandwich. I was introduced on this last trip to a roast pork sandwich. Yes, with the uh, last year. Last, the last year, the last time festival. we came out for the festival. Big thumbs up from John in the back of the theater. Yes. Yeah. Roast pork! Yeah, you guys know. Um, so we're here today. Uh, we have, we have multiple topics to discuss. That's right. You are here for a clean slate episode yes. of We Got This. And this actually, this one makes me very excited because Hal knows and longtime listeners will know. I love a binary. I love, uh, when we are just pitting one thing against another thing. It's great when we do episodes that are the best of this, the best of that. But uh there's something about a battle royale, I guess. I guess knowing that one of them is going to lose makes me happy. You just like somebody suffering. I just want you to don't make care sure. Who. Look, when we do chickens versus turkeys, I don't care if chickens or turkeys suffer. I just want one of them too. <laughs> are you the guy the, you are really revealing yourself to be a horrific person? Yeah, no, out I'm of a off the bat. I think are it's you, just that I'm a little warm, you guys. You know the those... French tuck is weird. <laughs> Is that it? It's not sitting yeah, it's well? Fr- Do you guys doing- know the French tuck? Yeah. <laughs> See? Yes. You're doing it correctly. I was explaining the French tuck as, yeah. as I learned it from Tan France. Yeah. On, uh, on Queer Eye. His name is Tan France. Tan France. 
All right. He's the best. So, Nice or Cannes. No. Those are tan France. Oh, how dare you. The Riviera. It's beautiful. Point is, you're doing his signature move for season two, which is just tucking in the front of your shirt. I want all those queer eyes to look at me and go, hey, straight guy. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, we have a bunch of topics to discuss. Shall we jump into this? Yes. All right. Our first topic is from Valerie Rogers, and it is highways or surface streets. Why did you lean back like that? I feel like, no, because I thought we covered this. Did we? I don't know. Paul, did we cover this with you? No. I thought we, oh, yeah. we did a, Paul? we just, this is Paul Saborin, everybody. Of Paul, Paul Saborin and Storm. is here. No, we did not. We maybe covered this at some point. What did we say? Do you remember? No, so let's then cover it now. Then we can do it again. All right. Highways or surface audience. streets? Um, what did we say? Highways? I, no, it's not about what we said now. It's what, it's what we say. I'm right trying now to remember moment. if we, I don't think we said anything. I don't think we did this. I'm Here's, pretty sure. I guess the question comes down to, Brand new. We, this, this feels like the same question we had with, uh, airplanes, with window or aisle. Yes. W- that question being, is it about efficiently getting from point A to point B and form over function, I guess. Like, uh, cause I was saying with an aisle seat, I like to sit and work in an aisle seat. And Hal was saying, no, I like to sit in a window seat because you can see the world. And that's kind of what highways versus surface streets feels like is, do you want to just get from point A to point B quick? Or do you want to see the interesting things along Route 66? Like The Thing, which if you've ever driven Route 66, you'll know that The Thing is a weird mummy that is just inexplicably at a gas station in the middle of Arizona. But Route 66 is a highway. It's U.S. Highway 66. Yes, it but I guess Chicago to Los Angeles. But it also it also has traffic lights and it goes through towns. I'm thinking a st- surface street versus an interstate, like where you get on. It's an artery and there are exits. So you're it's solely judged on whether there are mystery spots or, ju- or like <laughs> yes. the world's largest. My tube. answers are all going to be based on whether there's a mummy there. <laughs> so is there a mummy on the interstate? What it's made of mummies. Every, here's what you don't know about, uh, the Pennsylvania Turnpike? The Pennsylvania Turnpike, by law, 10% of every road, of every interstate road has to be made out of dead Egyptians. <laughs> so you, you don't know you're Wait, encountering a mummy. Modern you dead are. Egyptians or ancient dead Egyptians? You know, at a certain point they're gonna run out of the ancient ones, and then we're gonna, then we're really gonna cross an ethical road, but, there are tons. Of, all you have to do is go into one of those pyramids. And they just like fall out of the walls. It feels less like crossing an ethical road. Like an ethical road is, well, maybe we should, maybe we shouldn't. Let's see. This is like an ethical freeway several lanes deep that if you cross that, you have, you have crossed a threshold, my friend. What's the weirdest thing you've ever seen on a freeway? The weirdest thing I've ever seen on a freeway was, I shouldn't say it on this show because it's a family show. What, what was it? A bunch of curse words? Uh, it was. Can you describe you, it? You want to bleep this out for can the you, people listening here? Can you use kitty? There words? were cars swerving around a dildo in a lane like it was a road cone, like it was a disabled car in the middle of a lane, and people were like, "No!" driving around Wait, it. Nobody would run over it. No one would run over it. Would you have run over it? I swerved around it too. What were you afraid of? I don't want to run over that. That could hurt. Hurt what? I don't know, like, in my brain, it was like when you see someone get kicked in the nuts in a movie and you're like, ooh, the idea of one getting run over with multiple cars. If a sex toy could cause that much harm to a tire, 
a rubber tire. It wasn't about hurting my car. It was about the, I don't want to, I don't want to run over that. You don't want your car to get cooties. Yeah, exactly. From the highway dildo. Now, if there was a dildo with a condom on it, I would have driven right over that thing. What's the weirdest you've ever thing you've ever seen in the middle of a freeway? I turn this right back around on you. Uh, it's not as weird as a bunch of people swerving around a marital aid. I don't know why they were swerving. I one time I was driving uh, north on ninety five on mm-hmm. my way back from downtown out to Montgomery County here, and I saw somebody zoom past me. And go, get, they got on at one exit and off the next exit, and they went very fast and drove very accurately, which seems normal except for the fact that the car was in reverse. What? The person drove backwards, got on 95 and off 95, full on driving in reverse, and I could not believe what I was seeing. Were they, now, were you facing, like, if you were driving, were you looking at their windshield, or were they, was the back end of their car coming at you? Like, they zoomed past me, so I was a lane over. They zoomed past you. How slow were you driving that reverse was going faster? How than fast you? were they driving? It's not like a car that goes in reverse. I don't think there's a it's governor. Got one year, one gear in reverse. It was going pretty fast. It was moving. All right. It was moving real fast. You guys, and be I wasn't very the only car on the out there. I think it was in like rush hour. I think there were a lot of cars out there, but it got through safely. I can only imagine what happened was that it came into the street and encountered a dildo, and then <laughs> got so smooth that they were like, and pulled up that, that emergency brake and spun out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, surface streets seem, uh, I get the idea of yeah. like, you'll encounter more of America and you'll see places you haven't seen before and you'll have little, uh, side adventures. Mm-hmm. But I also think about the original National Lampoon's vacation where they wind up in a neighborhood where they don't want to be and they get their hubcaps stolen. Right. Which is not, you know, you can also wander, especially in LA where we live, you can be in a very nice neighborhood and then in a terrible neighborhood right. block to block. So part of it is the highway, the highway is efficient, but is it also safer? I don't know. I guess what I, what it comes down to for me is can you get where you need to go only using surface streets, which is a resounding yes. Can you get where you need to go only on an interstate? And unless the place that you're headed is standing next to an exit sign, you are eventually going to have to go to surface streets. Because we have a lot of other topics, I'll agree with you. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. It is 17 minutes into a one-hour show. Um, No, but I mean, you see what I'm saying? I get it. I mean, unless you're driving across like an arid part of Arizona or New Mexico where where there is only highway and it was built to get you across quickly. You can get mostly where you need to go. Right. I, I, especially in, in LA and maybe in other places. I don't know if it's like this, uh, in the DC, Virginia area, but where the traffic is the worst I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's better to take surface streets sometime, you're constantly looking to get off of like, can I get off of the beltway? Right. Is there a way to escape? Cause once you're on, on uh, a highway and you're stuck in traffic, that's it. You're trapped. Yeah. You're 100% trapped. Yeah. On an empty freeway, you're good, but. If it's any way, if, if there's cars on either side of you that aren't moving and in front and behind, I would much rather be in a place where I can be like, well, I'm going to pull over and get guacamole until I, until the traffic clears up. Yeah. And now thanks to Waze, you're encouraged to take yeah. surface streets and get to the good in, guacamole. And you're encouraged by an app that does not care if you die making a left turn <laughs> into like six lanes of traffic. Yeah. Though they're trying to fix that, I heard. Are they? I don't know. They should put a warning where it's like, turn left. 
if you think you can. Yeah, was that app created by Jigsaw? Yeah. <laughs> this is the worst. There is a key in the side of your brain. Ah, oh, no. <laughs> Here's a saw. Um, all right. Maud so, Rich well, and surf- her. Surface Streets asked and answered. Surface Streets. Surface Streets asked are better. and answered. Surface right. Streets win. Yes. Okay. Yes. By the way, yes. to our mighty crowd of 90,000 people, we might be periodically coming to you going, I don't know, what do you think? And just feel free to yell at us. We have a mic right over here on the side of the stage. If someone gets so antsy that there's a point where they're like, just get up and go and yell at us at that mic. Yeah, the, we had a 5 o'clock show, and some of those people could not be contained. No, not at <laughs> they're all. They're like, I'm going to talk at you about this right now. Yep. So we've created a mic. Yeah. Um, all right, Maud Rich and her 11-year-old daughter Samantha ask chickens versus turkeys. I believe I've been pretty clear about this one. No. <laughs> Go ahead, tell as everybody. long as one of them suffers, I'm happy. Yeah, that's right. Now, um, chicken. Are we talking about chickens versus turkeys? I know this. I, I apologize if there are any vegetarians in the house. Are we talking about this as food or as animals? I think as food. Okay. Do you what? Because how, how would you distinguish them as animals? If you had to say outside of how they look. Well, I've met a turkey. Do, oh really? A turkey, yeah. You became friends, like in college, you were roommates. And so you know, like, oh, I know a turkey. I can't look, eat a I turkey. I can't eat. No, I mean, we weren't. You've friends. never met a chicken? I never met a chicken. How did you meet the turkey? What do you, what do you categorize as meeting a turkey? I, look, I think I went to a farm for a petting zoo day and we had a soulful moment looking in each other's eyes. How old were you? 38. <laughs> this was last fall. I mean, turkeys are, uh, turkeys are, are a lot more entertaining to me. I think they're funny when they walk. I don't know. The Who has round, the funnier sound? Big rotund. Is it, or, like, what's the comedy sound? That's so, that's so played out. I know. <laughs> I'm going to do it anyway. It's, but it, no, I'm not saying when you do it, but like that idea. No, you, of like I think a you said when sound. I do it. That's what you were saying. Because everybody thinks it's gobble, 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 but it's like, yeah. and it's, that's harrowing. Turkeys are fast too. I feel like as an animal, turkey wins. But sure. as a food, I don't know. There's too much chicken in the world that's eaten. Like a chicken is more prevalent. Turkey feels more like a, you get it. It's cold cut. Yeah. But like a sure. warm, warm turkey dish is, that's only, Thanksgiving. It's a heck of a lot more time consuming to make a turkey. Yeah. Um, turkey, like as culinarily, I feel like turkey generally winds up drier. The turkey breast is larger. So it's like you got to kind of manage it. Uh, yeah. and you wind up with drier food. Chicken, you can kind of do anything in the world with. I, you see that as a weakness. I see that as a strength because that means it's gravy time. Well, you only eat food that I mean, is tan. I get to put gravy on it. Yeah. yeah. Hal <laughs> only both. eats tan food. They're both tan. Yeah. Grilled cheese, fries, mashed potatoes, chicken. When I... <laughs> yeah. It's, why, it's not a bad, that a bad thing? thing. Yeah, it's not. I saw you have a bite of guacamole. That's a green. <laughs> I didn't. I just uh, ate the chips. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't even eat the guacamole. I you thought, only ate the tan part. They We were at, at this restaurant and they were like, we have a guacamole sampler. And they said like four different kinds of guacamole. And as I heard the things that were in it, it progressively, I was like, it was more and more things I don't want. I just don't want. I don't want. Can there them. be a TV show called Culinary Adventures with Hal Lublin where you just drive around going to KFCs? 
<laughs> yes. Yes, there can be. I don't want, I swear I heard her say tahini juice. I don't want that in my guacamole. How do you know? Did you try that one? I don't want that one. And then I uh, then they brought it. You know what? I'm going to have to grab a spoon and play airplane with you. <laughs> I like airplanes. <laughs> I can eat airplane? Yeah, you can. Yes, you can eat airplane. Ooh. You know what? Later tonight, we're going to probably wind up in a diner because you never let me go to a bar after the show. <laughs> I'll airplane. I'll just. And whatever's on the spoon, you have to eat it. I don't agree to that at all. Yep. <laughs> you guys all heard it. Hal agreed. Yay. 90,000 people can't be wrong. <laughs> um, all right. But chickens versus turkeys. I feel like culinary wise. Even though the late, great Anthony Bourdain did say that chicken is what you order in a restaurant when you don't know what to order in a restaurant. Right. Um, it still feels like the thing that you can kind of do anything with. And the, there is chicken in almost every culture. There's a right. chicken dish. And nobody eats a, a weird meat and says, well, it tastes like turkey. <laughs> so chicken is the meat barometer. Ask right? and answered. Ask and answered. It's meat chicken, barometer. the meat barometer. <laughs> all right. Um, oh, this is a good one. All right. Oh, hey, wow. Speaking of Haley, Haley Thompson. Thompson. Jinx. Jinx. You, you owe me, me a, a Coke. Coke. No. no. Haley, Haley Johnson, Johnson asks hummus, hummus versus guacamole. guacamole. Um, are you going to keep doing this? Are you going to keep doing this? <laughs> I'm so mad at you I'm right so now. So mad at you right now. <laughs> All right. Um, hummus versus guacamole. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna. This is this is the first time I'm gonna do this. Oh, it's so easy. We're gonna go. Did you say it's so easy? Yes. What's the? What is it? I mean, if you can ask the crowd, if you want. I was gonna. I was gonna go. I was opinion. gonna go. Um, uh, is this really like a either like you can't decide? I can't. Things? I love them both. I want to go. Who wants to be a millionaire? Style and ask the crowd if you guys don't mind. Hummus or guacamole? Thank you. I wait. Way louder than hummus. Who said hummus? Come here. All right. Will you come over to the mic, please, sir? Yeah. No. Yeah. I just. I want Andrew. Understand. Get up here right now. Yeah. This is Andrew. Everybody, That's say right. hi, Andrew. <laughs> yeah. All right, Andrew, you were you, they, one of like three people I heard say hummus. I'm sure because I'm not you. sold on your guacamole idea. I haven't even said anything about it yet. But go ahead, Andrew. You have the floor. It's better. Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> um, it's just—I mean—they're both kind of the same thing. It's just one is chickpea base and one is avocado base, uh -huh. and then you just toss some stuff into it and dip chips in it. Sure. Why are you? I, no, I—I want to hear where you're going with this. What are you mad at me for? I'm not mad at because you. I, I said I'll guacamole. Tell you this. I'll tell you this. Hummus. I no. I'm just—I don't want to be so quick to judge. Like you had guacamole. That's what we do here. We're very quick to judge. Very quick. That's fair. Well, Sixty seconds or less. We, it took us an hour and a half to decide if chili should have beans. So don't give me that. Um, hummus will last a heck of a lot longer than guacamole will. Okay. If you have a little tub of hummus in your fridge, you can go a week with that in there. But guacamole, you make it, and it's got to be gone that day, or it's going to turn into a brown, mushy mess. That said, fresh and in the moment, I might be with you. Wait, hold on. Somebody, 
<laughs> yeah, hummus is tan. You should love hummus. I think I don't think that guacamole goes brown that quickly. I think somebody out there are you just leaving it out on the counter and hoping for the best? Yeah. Well, what else are the flies going to eat? Mark, let me tell you, we live in an amazing age. There's a device that's probably in your kitchen right now. It's like a Ronco a, electric food dehydrator. That and a cold house where food lives forever. The refrigerator. Oh, right. You I didn't know which thing you were talking It'll about. It'll last a little longer. No, I leave. You, you never put an avocado in the fridge, and the next day you're like, I can't tell where the outside is because the whole thing's brown. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes people in my home yeah. will put bananas in the refrigerator, keep them fresh. Oh, you're. And then they'll turn brown, and I'll throw them out, and I'll get in trouble for it. Wait a minute. I'll be like, Jennifer puts bananas in the fridge. Somebody who I live with. Puts bananas in the fridge and they get brown and I throw them out and then that person is like, right. I was gonna make a smoothie with those and I and I thought, don't. You're I think welcome. I, I think you need you. to this unnamed person named Jen should listen to the original Chiquita Banana song, which goes. <clears throat> I'm Chiquita Banana, and I'm here to say bananas have to ripen in a certain way. So you should never put bananas in the refrigerator. No, 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 no. And that is a real song from a real ad, and that's how you know you don't put bananas in the fridge. So that they're not supposed to look like they have frostbite? No! Do you want me to send her a link to that no. commercial, or do you want me to call her and just sing it to her? It's not her. It's just somebody I live with. Somebody who is in my home. Could be anybody. Oh, she doesn't listen to this. It's Jen. It's Jen. She doesn't my listen wife. to the show. My wife does it. Um, so for, for shelf, so hummus wins for shelf life. Okay. Uh, I feel like hummus wins for variety because you can go and get a million different varieties of hummus. Bell, you can get bell pepper. You can get gar- garlic. You can get the tomato basil. You, clearly, I've been to Trader Joe's recently. These sure. are just all the Trader Joe's flavors. Um, but th- you can do a lot more, I feel, with uh, hummus than with guac. You just came from a restaurant with four small cups of guacamole. That's true. One of which looked like it had a coconut in it. What's that about? It wasn't but a coconut. Can... It was manchego cheese. It's El Rey across the street. You there guys. you go. It was lovely. So uh, th- this is why I would argue for guacamole. Okay. You can... It's more of an experience to make it. Like if you're making your yeah. own, if you're making your own hummus, then you're just throwing like some chickpeas in the blender. Mm-hmm. Like you're blending with a little it. tahini. Yeah, there's, you're not doing like the hand. An elegance. I don't know. Does anybody here hand ground their own hummus? Grind hell. Hand grind it. Nobody does because you know why? It would take forever. But you could put like a, a couple avocados in there. Get that um, up. A little bit of a diced tomato. Some you know salt. what? You are based on both else. that and, and nothing else. No, no cilantro. No cilantro. Does cilantro. No. Does anyone else in here have that cilantro taste like soap thing? You have that? One other person. I know it's me. I know no, it's no, me. No, no, no. And you I, have it. T- you just don't like it? Yeah. So there's, it, it's, it's, a, it's a genetic thing, right? We're out there. We're underground right now, but our numbers yeah. are growing. But the resistance is growing. Yes, that's right. Um, but that's so why... based on that and the fact that I do love going to a restaurant where they make table side guacamole. Uh, the experience of that is lovely. I will, uh, I will join the rest of the room. Uh, sorry, Andrew. I was, I know. I was, I was with you briefly, <laughs> but Hal had a good, and you, I know. Like, I, there was more than just one. Yeah. Uh, but yes, it's guacamole. Asked and answered. Yes, that's All right. right. 
Moving on to our third. Ooh, Heidi Jensen one. asks by email, the Brady Bunch or the Partridge family? Right? I mean, the Partridge family played music. What was the Brady Bunch's talent? Uh, you don't think the Brady Bunch has signature songs? Can you name three Brady Bunch songs right nope. now? Nope. You can't? Uh, there's a story of a man named Brady. That's what? one. Keep yeah. on, keep on, keep on, keep on, on dancing yeah, on through. through. That's the Brady Bunch. That's the Brady Bunch? Yes. That's the Brady Bunch. I thought six. that was the Partridge family. No. Whoa. Hold on a second. Wait a minute. The Brady Bunch formed a band? Yes. The Brady Kids. Yeah. They're the Brady Six. And Guys, they... I'm suddenly realizing I'm terrible at this show. <laughs> I am no- <laughs> such a blowhard. I did not even know these things. Look, I've known all along, and that's what's important. <laughs> no, yeah, that's the Brady Six. Well, what did the, so the Partridge Family sang? Bum 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 bum. Yes, that was the Partridge I family. think I love you. Yeah, get happy. Wait, was that the name of the song? Or? Yes. Oh, never mind then. Yeah. Did you think the name of the song was Ba 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 Ba? I thought you were just telling me you loved me. I do. No, oh, I love you too. <laughs> um, they're they're both kind of seminal shows about uh, odd families, right? That, that uh, I mean, the Brady Bunch is definitely more. It's not like it's the Brady Bunch awesome. is more iconic. I feel than the Partridge Family. Probably, probably a lot better known. Yeah, even though you didn't know, but I didn't know they made a band. Yeah, yeah. and then Greg had the uh, John, was it Johnny Wonder? Johnny Bravo. Johnny Bravo. Yeah. Yeah. He had his alter Greg ego. Greg Partridge. <laughs> sure. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but there's something weird about Mr. Kincaid. <laughs> Who is, this Who's is their manager, the, the Partridge family's okay. manager. Just I'm out of my depth on this one. I don't trust Obviously. him. I feel like he stole all of Does that. Does anyone else know money? a ton about the Partridge family and the Brady Bunch? Please jump in. I don't know. Nobody does. They're mysteries. Yeah. They're unknowable. <laughs> All right, so you know what? We're going to compare famous Brady's versus famous Partridge's. How's that? Okay. Um, there's Matt Brady, who took all those Civil War photos, versus that one Partridge in that pear tree. And there's Alan Partridge. That's true. Two to one. And Tom Brady. Oh, That's two a to mark. two. That's a mark against. Oh, in Philly it is. Hold on Brady's a second. back to zero. Hold on a second. We're in Philadelphia. We're in Philadelphia. A Brady is the quarterback for the New England Patriots. I think we have our answer for this one. The panderiest answer ever. The Partridge family? The Partridge family. <laughs> Ask an answer. All right. The real reason why is because uh, was it, uh, Laurie was, the, was Susan Day, right? Mm-hmm. Her braces picked up radio signals. Does anybody remember that episode? She got braces and they were performing shows. She's like, this is throwing me off. She was getting radio signals. I think she thought she was going insane. But it was just her braces. They were radio antennas. All right. This uh, inter- this is an interesting one. Sarah Pocock, friend of the show, wonderful animator, dear friend. Uh, cloudy days or sunny days? Here's what's weird. I feel like anywhere else in the world or anywhere else in the United States would say sunny days. But we live in Los Angeles where it's can be oppressively sunny 300 some odd days a year so you get a day that's cloudy and you're like oh thank god it's going to be a little cooler i can kind of chill out a little it's not going to be it's not going to be that blistering sun that we get a lot that said like 
sunshine is one of those things that's universally known to be great, right? Like sunshine and rainbows and puppies. Like, why are you looking at me like that? I'm just listening. I'm taking all this in. Because what? Because you know the answer and you're just no. waiting for me to be done? No, no, no. Were you still speaking? <laughs> no, I was taking in what you were saying. I was trying to figure out because I, I know that there are people who love cloudy days. Yeah, they like cloudy days. They like rainy days. Uh, someone I live with is a big fan of rainy days. Just a random person. Is this the same person that puts the bananas in the fridge? Hard to say. Uh, but like, there's I like a rainy day. I do love, especially yeah. like growing up on the East Coast, like a summer, like when it would rain, you'd be on summer break and driving home and then you get like a, just a torrential downpour immediately. Even if it's an electrical storm, there's, I, there's something about that I like. Like mm-hmm. it's just, uh, I, maybe because I, my memory of it is better. Like I, I do remember one time driving in a car and being terrified that lightning was going to strike and take me to Valhalla where I belong. You read uh, too many comic books as a kid. <laughs> I think I read just the right amount. Yeah, all right. Uh, but sunny day, like I like sunny days. That's why. That's why people move to Los Angeles. They want sunny weather. They don't yeah. want to live like. They don't want to live somewhere where it's cloudy all the time. I don't get excited about well, living in Los Angeles. I don't get excited as excited about a sunny day as when I lived in New York, or as excited about a cloudy day as when I lived in New York and would get excited about a sunny day. Does that make sense? Yes. What is, are you guys, a lot of you live in Philly, uh, I assume, or nearby. Um, is there a consensus on this one? <laughs> that was one cloudy, <laughs> two cloudies, and everyone else sunny. <laughs> um, yeah, when you live somewhere where the sun doesn't come out for a few months. Yeah. With autumn or even winter, like you're excited the first time the sun appears. Right. That's enjoyable. That means you can go outside, more outdoor activities. Yeah. It's going to get warmer. And sunshine makes a lot of things happen. It makes solar panels work and yeah. flowers and grass grow. So much and science. Keep going. People get tanner. Yeah. And what are three more things? <laughs> Shut up, Al. Um, yeah, it's sunny days, right? Yeah. It's sunny days. Sunny days. That's asked and answered. All right. Yeah. Uh, Robert Monroe asks, corn or flour tortillas? Now listen. <laughs> Who in their right minds would prefer a corn tortilla to a flour tortilla? It's mealy. When was the last time you had Doritos flour chips, though? Those are chips. I'm talking They're about tortilla I'm based. Up. Oh, stop. Get out of here. Get out. Seriously? Are we really going? No, you have to stay. Oh, okay. I can't do this alone. <laughs> You, you, I'm not talking about chips. We're not talking about chips. We're talking about like a rat, like for a burrito right. or for well, it a taco, specifically like a soft say taco. burrito. Yeah, but you're stretching. You're stretching. No, you're I so look, far I like, away. I, I know. I lean, I like lean gone. back to do a bit and now I'm far away, but I don't feel like returning. <laughs> not for now anyway. Fine. Not until you, you know what? Look. So, all right. How you're so far away. I have to come back. <laughs> I'm so scared. Okay. I, I feel like you get a corn tortilla when you have a problem with gluten. It's a dietary choice. It's like, a required that's choice. That's why it's there. Like I can't have flour because it will make it will give me the tummy rumblies, so I have to have I have to have this corn tortilla. Is that true? Not my choice at all. Do you really No, not me personally. Yeah. I lo- I love flour tortillas. Yeah. I like that they're softer. 
and uh, they're a little they're chewier in the good way right. rather than like this is going to take some work to eat. Does that does it say that on your business card by the way? That's How Lublin makes- chewy in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, I get the I usually get when I'm buying for home. I get the uh, there are low carb tortillas. Mission makes low carb tortillas that I'm like oh, and it's at this point it's just now, paper. Yeah. Actually, I've eaten them so much. Like, if you drink Diet Coke so much that a regular Coke tastes weird, mm-hmm. I've eaten these tortillas so many times that a real tortilla, I'm like, that's not what a tortilla tastes like. Are they are they flour or are flour they corn? tortillas? Yeah, yeah. I love corn, but so, it, but corn corn tortillas. I, 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 I like a crunchy corn tortilla shell, like a taco shell. I enjoy. Sh- we mean what? That's. A, Traditional, yeah, a traditional taco show. Yeah. Yes, a traditional taco is a corn is a corn tortilla, but like a soft tortilla, you so, want like flour. a soft corn shell is traditional. A hard corn shell is Taco Bell. Both valid, <laughs> and both. Oh, and a stand and stuff is the best tortilla. Do you know the stand and stuff? No. Oh, dude. All right, I'm gonna demonstrate with this. A stand and st- so here's a regular tortilla, uh-huh. right? He's making a U shape. Making for those a U shape with a piece of paper. Piece of paper. A stand and stuff tortilla. Looks like that. Oh, it's got a flat bottom. It's got a flat bottom. You just set it up, and you, right? Yeah. Ooh, is the correct answer but it, to a stand and stuff tortilla. Does it do the same thing when you bite into it, which is immediately fall apart and everything hits the plate? <laughs> no. You know what you do? You put your layer of cheese instead of on top. You put it on the bottom. Oh. That way, when it cracks in half, the whole thing still stays together. What a life hack, Mark. Right? You guys, I will life hack your tacos. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you should do a speech at like Hyatt's where you come out with the head mic. Right. <laughs> I'm going to life hack your tacos today, people. I will just life hack House the music. cheapest stuff in your life. That's what I do. What's another tip? Another, uh, another cheap stuff life hack. Um, oh, Bye. oh, I got one. I got one for you. Okay. Take a, uh, take a, uh, um, uh, dishwashing detergent bottle, right? Rinse it out, cut a big hole in it. Hang it when you plug your phone into the wall. Then you just set your phone inside. You got a little phone holder right there on the wall outlet. Boom. Cheap life hacks. There's a point when life hacks really just become hobo behavior. And you're like, I can't tell if this thing I'm doing is a life hack or if I should just go and buy the thing. It's $4. Like, why am I spending all this time building a thing that is four bucks just based on that life hack yeah i could only imagine you live on the set of cats <laughs> just a garbage dump where you're like this old shoebox is a pillow now <laughs> look i loved cats i saw it on broadway twice when it was just there <laughs> because they were the tickets you could most frequently get like well i couldn't get tickets to anything else guess i'm seeing cats again tonight so so uh, would you really pick corn tortillas? I feel like a flour tortilla is like, corn tortillas feel more traditional for like real like Mexican tacos mm-hmm. where you got just two two little corn tortillas, your carne asada, some onion, cilantro, all the I know you don't like cilantro. Right, but, right, right, right. I, um, I but yeah, I feel like flour tortillas are more useful outside of Mexican food. Like if you want just like a lunch wrap or you know what I mean? Like. Right. And you can't really get a giant corn tortilla to make, you know, those chipotle size burritos. Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like I, I wanted to give, I wanted to give corn tortillas their due. Yeah. But I do feel like it's flour tortillas. There you go. Flour tortillas. Thank you. All right. Flour tortillas. Ask and answer. Ask and answer. All right. All right. Um, all right. Uh, our next one, Brian Lance asks, 
Best way to eat corn on the cob. And you immediately said... Those little plastic things that you jab in the end. Completely missed it. Right? Completely missed it. How did I miss it? Well, that's how you hold it. Yeah. (laughs) You don't eat it. You don't go like this and then it's in your stomach. You, at some point, you have to use your mouth to make corn go in. What? I don't understand. Maybe I just don't understand this question. You seemed really specific. You were like, no, it's do you do it typewriter style or spinny style? Yeah, exactly. Is that, did everyone know but me that that was what the question was? Yes. (laughs) Did you really think you were going to, that they were going to be like, yeah, we were all confused about eating too. I've known this crowd. I've known this crowd for 43 minutes, and I know that this crowd is always on your side. <laughs> um, it's got to be typewriter style, right? And then when you get to the end, you go ding and start over again. Yeah, I like that better than than ding. doing the spiral style Yeah, and making your corn on the cob look like Alfred E. Newman. You just put a gap in the middle. <laughs> spiral style seems like it's eating corn on the cob for people with OCD. Like, I finished this section. All right, I finished this section. Could like be working your way down. Could be, but you. Uh, I think we should. Should we eliminate cutting the corn off? Because then no. you're, not, you're not eating corn on the cob. You've officially taken it off the cob. You're not eating it anymore. You might as well have a bag of frozen corn that you have have heated up. Look, when I am at an outdoor barbecue, mm-hmm. I will get a corn on the cob. I will get a knife, and I will get a bowl. And then in a couple of minutes, I will enjoy my corn off the cob. A couple of minutes? Yeah, because you gotta, you gotta yeah. saw them off there. It's a plastic knife. It takes a minute. Sometimes you don't get a good cut and you lose some corn. Yeah, sometimes you cut your thumb with a plastic knife. And then you get corn in your thumb. <laughs> oh, you got corn thumb? Yeah, man. Oh, that sounds terrible. Yeah, I meant to tell you before. You have corn poisoning? Oh, this is my last day. <laughs> but I'm spending it with y'all talking about the corn poisoning. That is going to kill me in moments. If I get up and walk away, it's like the five-point punch from Kill Bill. If I turn around and walk away, I will just fall dead. And turn into corn. And turn into corn. Yes. It'll be like um, the snapture, but you'll what turn do you, corn. What do you think is the, like, is there more, is there a benefit to doing one over the other, or is it just the fun of it? Because if it's for the fun of it, the pretending it's a typewriter and saying ding every time you go back and starting over with a new row is my favorite. Yeah, I, I, I like to eat it that way as well. Do there's you say no, ding? There's no, yeah, of course. Okay. In my, in Do you guys say ways. ding when you get to the end? Yeah, okay. One you're person. One person. You will now. Yeah. Next time you have corn on the cob at a summer barbecue, you're going to be like, ding. Another gags life hack. Another life hack. <laughs> hey, you like typewriters, but you don't want to buy one? Just make the noise. <laughs> yeah. With your mouth. When you're that eating. hobo eats a lot of corn. <laughs> he says he's writing a novel. So dumb. You can use an old baseball glove as a bowl. All right. You fill it with cereal and milk and then eat I'm out of it. I'm filling it with cereal and milk. I'm filling it with guacamole because it's better than hummus. <laughs> and then I use a sardine tin as a spoon. <laughs> yeah, it's typewriter. It's typewriter stuff. Yeah, typewriter no, style is the best way to eat corn. You don't have to do one row. Go ahead and take those gigantic bites. That's true. And enjoy all the corn. Yeah. <laughs> like a big typewriter. Like a <laughs> Like You know that typewriter that types three rows of your novel at a time. <laughs> Just imagine that you're Shaquille O'Neal's typewriter. Take giant big old bites. Shaquille O'Neal can write a thing three rows. I can write a novel three rows at a sure time. Sure he can. Look, if LeBron James can remember every single second of his life, which is weird. Have you guys seen that? Go online and like when people like memory test LeBron James, he has this crazy memory. They did it at one of the post-game interviews. They were like, multiple so, times. so uh, what happened in the second half? And LeBron's like... 
well, and then proceeds to run down the entire game. Like, yeah, is, he's got that Mary Lou Henner brain. Play by play, play yeah. by play. The same disease that she has. It's not a disease. No, it's is not. It a, I don't remember. No, it's mo- it's the world's most useful disease if it's a disease. I met her once. Yeah, I went on her podcast. She's wonderful. Yeah, and she, I uh, Jennifer was with me, uh, and she asked when we were married. And we told her, she's like, all right, that was a Saturday. I know because my second marriage was that, and it was yeah. a Tuesday. Did she tell you what she was wearing? She went into like a fugue state. <laughs> did she Wait, did she tell you what you were wearing that day? Because that would have been even weirder. Yeah, and then blood came out of her nose. <laughs> and then she went, like in Hereditary? Yeah. Um, all right. Oh, sorry, spoilers. Spoilers. Uh, all right, so that is the best way typewriter to get caught on the cob is typewriter style. Ask and answer. Yes. All right. We're good on time. We got three more to get through, and then uh, maybe we'll have time to do a little uh, yeah, rapid. Fire. Maybe that. Maybe we'll have one more. Great. Uh, I fancy that on Reddit asks college life versus work life. College life. <laughs> college life. No. What college life no. is amazing. No. You just hang out with your buddies and eat. College. And go watch movies and not really care. College life is great. We're going to learn a lot about you and a lot about me right now. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. I didn't realize this was going to be so revealing, but I'm not surprised that you said college. I'm of not, I'm not college surprised. Life. I get, I get it. And I, I look back and I certainly enjoyed college as well. College is a great time in life, but I, I've enjoyed becoming an adult, even though the work, even though there's more work and pressure, I feel more control over my life and more, uh, license and agency than I ever felt when I was younger. Cause you're still in so much structure at that point. Yeah. In your life that when you get out, you're really like free and on your own and like learn who you are. Like you, you, you sort of figure, you start to figure that out in college and then you really, it really undergoes the litmus test when you're out of school. And you, you know, you have friends, you'll have friends from different points in your life that you'll retain and some who will fall away. I have friends in the audience who I've known, I, the, I, I think the three of you I met when we were six. Is that right? And we're still, uh, you know, John, I talk to all the time. I don't talk to Larry and Neil as much. Why don't you talk to Larry and Neil friends. anymore? They shut me out. <laughs> <laughs> shut me out into the cold. But, I mean, those those are friendships that have been retained. So right. it's not like th- those things are gone. And now we, there's more. Uh, there's just more. Oh. I think there's more to life to, after college. Like, it keeps getting better. I think mm. it I, it always has the potential to get better. Go ahead. Counter argument. Right. Well, that's a really good answer. I'm going to sound shallow, whatever I say. No, no, you're not. I like having a little card that I don't have to worry about when I hand it to somebody. I get chicken tenders. <laughs> you have that. It's called a debit card. <laughs> I liked it better when it was called a meal plan. You like some. I don't have like- a dry erase board on my door out front of my apartment anymore. Like, that would be awesome, right? Could you imagine if you went to a restaurant and they're like, sorry, you've already had 20 meals here this month. <laughs> Can't eat here anymore. Uh, no, I, I do see what you're saying about, about the freedom that comes with being your own adult person. I, I just loved my time in college. I had a great time. I went to, I mean, I went to acting school. So every class was like, all right, today we're going to uh, be in the circus. And you're like, this school is awesome. Um, <laughs> so I never had to do anything that was really serious. Did you have to, no math classes? No, no we classes? took one computer class. Yeah, that was, you could take a math class or you could take a computer <laughs> class. And by the way, computer class was like, here's how Windows 98 works. Yeah, it was just that video. Yeah, that- it was like, click on the start button yeah. and then open an app. The whole class was watching that Jennifer Aniston Windows video. Right, exactly. 
Yeah, the VHS tape that came out that taught the world how to yeah. use Windows. If you haven't found this, oh, it is a treat. <laughs> now Go your computer can it. print in just 10 clicks. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I did. I loved college. I had a great time doing it. Um, but like, I don't know. I guess getting older and having that, that freedom of knowing that your choices matter, the things that you do, uh, in life, become who you are the choices you make are who you are and it's not an institutionalized thing i remember when i turned 30 years old i uh i was sort of lamenting i was like oh man my 20s are over i'm turning 30 and a buddy of mine was over at the house and uh and she went so the bar's higher clear it i was like that's kind of a pretty awesome way to put that uh so i like the low bar of college sure um but there is something nice about clearing the bar when it's higher. So yeah. I just to put it a different uh, a slightly different way. Uh-huh. I spent college I'll always be grateful to college because it's when I really figured out what I wanted to do for mm-hmm. the rest of my life. Which is what? Just be. No, I I figured out what I love to do and what I right. wanted to do. I've spent my entire adult life doing it. Mm-hmm. So to me that's I got to take that next step. So I'm always grateful to college life. Yeah. Or that being that age, those range of years. But I work life is Work life has to win. What do you guys it think? Is. Work life? Oh no, I oh, I just Ugh. made everybody depressed. I know, right? I'm sorry. But there's still 90,000 of them. Yeah. That's right. 90,000 sad people. Uh all it's right. Like, it's like a cure concert. Charles Charles Beers writes, Charles Beers, you have an awesome name. B-E-E-R-S. That is true. Uh, I writes, Adam's family versus the Munsters. Thoughts, Hal? Uh, which one of them did get happy? Oh, you don't know about Adam's family or Munsters? No, I do. I, I love them both. Uh, I really love the, uh, my favorite form of the Adams family are the original Charles Adams comics uh, that he did. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something about Fred Gwynn. Yeah. Who's so great. His whole like, I'm going on an airplane. <laughs> I, I love that performance. I like Jackie uh, Coogan as, as Uncle Fester. Sure. Like they're, it's, they're both great, but I, I, for me, I'm a Munsters guy. See, I'm a, I'm an Adams family guy. I feel like because I can, there are two, I feel like there are two really interesting characters on the Munsters. And that's Herman Munster and Grandpa Munster. Right. Uh, but on the Adams family, it feels like everyone is their own unique, distinct version of a super weirdo. Right. And they all have such this, like, the, fa- I feel the family love tighter on the Adams family. You know what I mean? I feel that sense of like, it's us against the world and anyone who isn't against us. Great. Please join. Like that sort of like loving inclusiveness of the Adams family. I always really liked. Um, and the fact that they not only, it wasn't that they knew each other were weirdos and were like, but that's okay. They were like, we know each other are weirdos and we celebrate that each other are weirdos. You know what I mean? I feel like I felt more of a sense of that on the Adams family. The monsters kind of felt to me like, why don't we take the universal monsters and make them a family structure? 
and then uh, that will be it. It felt like Munsters felt like a more packaged television show right. where the Adams family felt more organic. I'll go you a step further on the Adams family. Uh-huh. I don't think that they think they're weird. Yeah. I think that they think that they are perfectly normal. Like they're just accept mm-hmm. everything and everyone, even though people who aren't like them might, you know, they're living like, they're not living their best lives, but yeah. that's fine, dear, that you're not like me. I think you make a very good point that they are, all, they're, none of them want to be anything other than what they are. Right. And they didn't need, a normal person brought in. There was no like cousin uh, Marilyn right. to come in and be like, don't worry, everybody. There are regular people here too. Yeah. You, America, you can love this show because it has a normie now. Yeah. Like, plus, plus just a hand. Yeah. Running around. I mean, look, you, the iconic characters on Adam's family way outnumber cousin it. Hey, just a person made a hair. Sure. All right. Lurch. Yeah. Uh, he played the harpsichord. Right. And Jack, like Jackie, you mentioned Jackie Coogan. I mean, who, uh, I have been a huge fan of. I, I say this, I've been a huge fan of Jackie Coogan since the kid, as if I was around during his early years when he was a child actor. Oh yeah, Mark's a vampire. Yes. Yeah. I don't um, know if you knew that. If you haven't seen Jackie you. Coogan, who played Uncle Fester as the little kid in Charlie Chaplin's classic, The Kid, uh, it is, yeah, shout out to that movie, one of my all-time favorites. Um, and, uh, so like that personally for me, I love that. Um, but yeah, I mean, Uncle Fester's amazing with the light bulb and, uh, Wednesday and Pugsley. Like, it's just, that family seems to me like the family I would more want to live as a part of than the Munsters. All right. Adam's family. Ask Adam's an answer. family. Ask and answer. There you go. You know what I say to that? Good job. Did it didn't. Did it didn't. Did it didn't. Did it didn't. Awesome. Okay. Our last one. Uh, sh- oh, this one, come on. Various. Have we you done only this put one? Because like three or four people put that, put it. I feel like you just asked this question. It's not, one day. I would tell you. I feel like this was what one. What am I that, hiding from? I don't know, but that like shower at night or in the morning. In the morning. You did get we do up that? Wait, did yes. we do that one already? I think we did. Paul, this did one we do already. that one with you? Yeah, we did that yeah, with you. We already did it. And we said the morning. No. It's morning. Yeah, it is morning. Sh- like, if you shower at night, like, hold on, let me take a shower and then snore, fart, and drool for eight hours and then go to work. What like, kind of sleep are you having? I have terrible sleep, you guys. Uh, this is really about me having terrible sleep patterns. <laughs> Do you sound I like- I snore, you- fart, and drool for eight hours a night. You sound like one of those four button remote keychains you get at Spencer's Gifts. <laughs> just like hey, some- Which button should I hit? Like a chimpanzee is just There's like six the buttons. buttons on here that say fart. Uh, Here's the grandpa part. Oh this will be great at the bachelor party. So it's it's shower in the morning. Yeah. Ask and Always. answer. Stop showering. Always. Stop showering at night. Yeah, don't shower at night. If, shower in the morning. If you do shower at night, you probably have to shower again in the morning. Yeah, because you've been drooling and farting all night. Yeah. Or not. Just I don't, know general... why, I don't know why snoring would make you less clean. I don't know either. Uh, all right. I'm just sitting um, here. It's I shower do... in the morning. Yeah. Asked and answered. Asked and answered. All right. We have a couple of minutes. We have this microphone open right here. This is the thing we like to... What? Before that, I do have one extra topic that I didn't put on this piece of paper. You did... Hal deliberately kept a topic off of this paper so that I would not know what it is. I just thought it felt very appropriate for where we are here in the city of Philadelphia. This topic was suggested by three different people, none of whom were me. 
Okay. Question is. I'm so scared. Best sports mascot. I'm not just going to say the Philly Fanatic. Yeah, that's all you have to say. The Philly Fanatic. Name one that's better. Smokey. Who's Smokey? Smokey, the University of Tennessee Volunteers. He invented the sledding down the stairs of the arena. Uh, on a sl- he really injured himself, the guy that was doing Great. it. You guys. Yeah, it was not a good idea to be like, let's just put a sled down the arena. Do you really want to pick the Johnny Knoxville of sports mascots? Over someone who will show up at your house with a hot dog cannon and fire it in your face. <laughs> Wait, he'll do that at your house? He'll do it anywhere. The Philly he's Fanatic. Everywhere. I mean, Mr. Can... Matt is pretty great. No, he's not. He's a giant baseball head. He's not. I'm going to get killed in this town if I don't say the Philly Mark. Fanatic. All right, it's the Philly yeah. Fanatic. Ask and answer. Thank you. That felt Who's so, the... that felt so dirty. Nobody even clapped. But it's right. That felt it's, dirty. It's Cause they all know. It's the Philly Fanatic. He's the best sports mascot on the planet. He's better than the San Diego Chicken. We'll come back to this. Who one. wasn't even? He didn't even start. What about as a those three mascot. presidents that run the bases? <laughs> what Teddy Roosevelt and Lincoln and Washington? Yeah. At the at the Nationals games? Yeah. They're just they're just entertainment. They're not the mascot. You well, need they're... like Wally the Green Monster, Yuppie, Big Shot. I miss Big. Shot. In Philadelphia, for people who are I feel like, I feel like, I'm sorry, go ahead. There used to be a, uh, the 76ers had a mascot. Now it's Franklin the dog. For, before that, it was Hip Hop the rabbit. Before that, it was like just a blue blob of toxic waste called Big Shot. He had lost Big all shot. of it. All of his hair on the top of his head was gone. He wore sunglasses. So it was just he a looked, balding middle-aged mascot. He looked like if Sam Kinison and, a, and one of the Fraggles had a child. <laughs> All right, you, you know what? Shot. I objectively, I think it is the Philly Fanatic. Yeah, of course it is. All right, it's the Philly Fanatic. Asked, Asked and answered. answered. All right, Philadelphia. We have a microphone right here. Um, you know what? I'm going to I'll just Mark is for those of you listening at home, Mark is trying to free a mic from a mic stand. Does anyone have uh, uh, this is our lightning round. We like to do this when we end our live shows when we have done a a clean slate episode. If you have a topic that you would like instantly decided. What is your name? I have to come slightly down this way. Lean in. Come on in. Okay. Beard, mustache or sideburns. All right. And that was that was Paul Saborn, everybody. Paul Saborn for beard, mustache or sideburn. If that sounds like a product that he's pitching. Hi, I'm, I'm Paul Saborn for Beard, Mustache, or Sideburns. Um, I'm an Elvis fan, so I'll say Sideburns. And I'm a fan of hiding my face till I lose more weight, so I'll say a beard. A beard is way more versatile. You can do more things with a beard. Yes. Carve things into it and whatnot. Carve things into it. <laughs> yeah, you can like, sh- you know, shape it. What am I, going to a Rusted Root concert? You want me to <laughs> carve tribals into my beard? Is it beard? It is beard. It's beard. Ask an answer. Ask an answer. Feel my way. All right, what's next? This gentleman, come on down. You, there's no way it will reach. Ranch versus blue cheese on wings. On wings. Yeah. But he says blue cheese is the right answer. I feel answer. like it's blue cheese. Uh, I don't. I think a good buffalo wing, you don't need anything but the sauce. But if I was going to dip it in something, I probably would do blue cheese because it's got a little more flavor to yeah. it. Plus, you get ranch, those little chunks. Ranch just feels like... Uh, uh, last resort. Yeah. Ranch is what you Before put on things that you don't feel like eating. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's just like, well, I don't want to eat this. Just put ranch on it. Yes. Right. That's it. Blue All cheese. Right. Blue cheese. Ask, Ask an, an answer. Answered. Who else has one? 
Anyone else got one? Anyone? Anyone? All right, in the back. Over there. Just shout it out. If you're buying a tent at Walmart, do you read reviews about it? There's no way. There's no way this is not a specific thing that has happened to you. I feel um, like we've crossed into McElroy territory now. I know. We're just, we're just giving out advice. Yeah, I, you read the reviews. Always right? read the reviews because they're hilarious. I have spent so much time standing in the aisles of Target uh, reading reviews of products when I have two in front of me and I will decide on which one. Do you go solely on the reviews? Uh, I go so I go not solely on the reviews. I take them into account. I also go on the number of reviews. So if sure. a thing has four stars and six thousand reviews versus a thing that has five stars from one person, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Um. All right. Yes. Read the reviews. Read the reviews. Ask Always and answered. Anyone else? Anyone going once? Anyone else going twice? That's our show. Thank you to everyone who has asked questions. You can applaud. And that only leaves us to say that there are many more topics to discuss. So please reach out to us on Twitter at We Got This Tweet. Check out the Maximum Fun subreddit or you can find us an email at We Got This Podcast at gmail.com or go to the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash We Got This Podcast. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kelman, and QA engineer Jen Elba. And thanks as always to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and theme song, respectively. And thanks to you. Our 90,000 strong. And to all of you listening at home, thank you for giving us a chance to sit here and discuss important things with you. And thank you to the Philly Podcast Fest for bringing us out here to do this show. Thank you to Daniela and everybody here at the Philly Improv Theater uh, for doing such a great job. Made it so easy for us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It means so much to be here. Uh, in front of you guys coming home uh, to do shows. I really can't say how much it means to me. That's right. Well, for Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. And don't worry, everybody. We, we got, got this. this. We got this. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Beginning this summer, you can listen to new episodes of Inside Pop every other week for an even deeper dive inside the world of pop culture. Now, we're still bringing you our brilliant insight, always on the nose opinions, and insidery inside information on the most interesting pop culture stories of the week. And we'll also have interviews with the pop culture professionals who create the culture you crave. For example, we'll speak to casting directors about how they find the right talent for the right role. We'll talk to music supervisors about how they choose the music to create the right mood. And we'll grill producers who'll discuss what exactly a producer does. Oh, man, Sean, how many times has someone said to you, oh, you're a producer, so what do you actually do? So many times. <laughs> Same here. So make sure to catch Inside Pop every other Wednesday on Maximum Fun to indulge your pop culture obsessions. And to hear in-depth interviews from the movers and the shakers in TV, music, film, and more. Hi, I'm Paula Poundstone. And I'm Adam Felber. Adam, I haven't gotten one thing done today. Well, let me see your to-do list. Ah, yeah, well, here. Make 30-second promo for Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, so at least you're getting that done. Score! Except you haven't said what the show's about. We're like a comedy field guide to life, starring me and you. I give useful advice, and we have real experts to talk about things like how to keep a friend or what to do when you encounter a bear. Bully for you, but you haven't said where people can find the show. Oh, 
MaximumFun.org or wherever you find your podcasts. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.